If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. All right. Hi. How are you getting on? Hi. How's thing? Hey. Hey, it's you. Oh. Can I say you've got a lovely smile? You've got a lovely smile. No, oh, no, don't frown now. Put the, bring the smile back again. Give me a smile. There we are. That's lovely. I tell you, you've brightened up my day with that smile. It was, a, I was like really Charlie Brown walking around with a cloud over my head. A big fog in a fog. In such a thick fog. You know, Jack the Ripper could be evaded in that kind of fog. Thick. He could have sliced and diced a woman and fled in my, mu- in my head. But now I know, no, 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 frown. Now I've seen your smile <laughs> and everything's great. Oh, I wish I had another chicken filler roll for you to scan. And give me my change. I could sit here all day. But I have to go. I have to go. And your eyes. Your eyes. Honestly, they're bluer. I've not been... They have this thing on YouTube um, where you can travel to different countries. And last night I was feeling a bit sad. So I went to Mauritius. And you want to see the blues. The colour in the blue sea of Mauritius. And honestly... Staring at your eyes now, I feel like I'm staring at my 4K of a 4K monitor, by the way. I have a 4K monitor in my house. Um, looking at my 4K monitor, it's 27 inch. And um, seeing that sea again in your eyes again. But with the glow of your smile. Yeah? Yeah, cont- contactless. I'll use contactless. Would I tap? But <laughs> I tell you, that's not the only thing. You know where I'm going with this. It's not the only thing I'd like to tap i'm so sorry i've not been i've not been out side <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway how are you getting on are you as well are you as good are you, are you all right um i'm in my fucking car again um and I, and I bought this i bought this kind of like i bought this other little tray that's kind of like um a, i thought it would be like a cool you know like an airplane desk <laughs> for my car and I have it on the steering wheel, and it is, you know the way, all right, picture a right angle, right? Picture a right angle where you got the flat bit at the bottom on the x-axis, and then a sharp bit up on the, you know what, you know what a fuck, sorry. I just don't know how, how au fait you are with 90 degrees at the moment, right? Um, You know a 90 degree angle. So that's kind of, that's kind of vibe I'm looking for. Maybe a little bit of lift, right? Um, What this is, this, do you know what a, do you know what 30 degrees looks like? You have my steering wheel. And then this thing is up so high; it's kind of wedged. It's kind of wedged on the wheel, you know. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have any hinges, and it's kind of. It's given me about thirty degrees of space to put my laptop in, on the with its back. If that makes sense to the steering wheel, so I'm literally. It's kind of folded in on itself. It's like two bloody Pac-Man. It's like it's like it's like one Pac-Man giving the other one a rimmer. Is <laughs> what this is, and I have to slide my hand in the front one's mouth to type to get at it. That's what I'm saying. Like it's too little, you know. Does that make sense? It's just very difficult. Um, you know. Anyway, you know, and look, I look, I'm not afraid of AliExpress anymore. Come on, I'll order from, you know, I'll order. I mean, you just you you can't find these locally. You can't find these locally. I will shop. I do shop local, but you can't you can't get these locally. Certainly not for three quid. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god! All right, bloody sue me! All right, sue me, Susie, sue me and the bloody banshees. Okay, whatever. Get over it. Get over it. But anyway, listen. Sorry, I'm just being astonished. I just had a copy there. Um but no listen, um I'm getting I'm getting me and my car, um in my car, we're getting on very well. I brought her out for her NCT. 
And you know that you go, hey, what's the NCT? What, hey, you guys been to this NCT center? Well, what does that NCT stand for? No comfy chairs? Because uh, there's nowhere to sit. At least comfy places to sit. I was there. I was. I thought. I thought this would be great. You know, I'll go. I'll. It's like a. You know, it's a long. You know, sitting around waiting. See, I don't know what it is. I'm drawn to kind of like you know, I don't want to call it a Herculean task, but definitely kind of things relate. You know, I, I, I feel like I have to suffer. I feel like because I don't work very hard, suffering is neck is 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 you know equal to like hard work. So I can sit somewhere for a long time. I can walk somewhere that's very, very far away. I can force myself to carry very heavy things. Only one trip, because I want to feel the agony in my fingers. Do you know what I mean? The, the crows pluck out my eyes, because my hands are so fucking wrapped up in super value bags. Do you know what I mean? You know, carry the stench of a thousand bogs. A mixture of fucking shellfish and actual human shit, which is our bin at the moment. We, we live, we eat very well, but there's also poo in there, right? Because of the baby. So I'm always drawn to these kind of jobs because rather than actually have to show up every day, I'm like, I just want to do some big Herculean piggity task so that I can hold myself in higher. Now, Terry loves me no matter what, but I hold myself in higher esteem to her. Does that make sense? Is any other lad relating to this at all? Do you, have, you feel like you have to do something dirty and public and, and, and heavy to impress your wife? Is this, is this just me? So the NCT definitely fits in there. Going somewhere that's cold, you know, and, and sitting there in a steel seat. But I thought I'm going to make the most of this. I'm going to go there, you know. They're going to look at the car for like half an hour. I'll sit there, you know. I'll play Animal Crossing. Um, I'm playing Animal Crossing at the moment. Um, I only have two villagers at the moment. I'm very early into it. Um, and neither of them, unfortunately. I did, I did meet this cat lady on another island. I flew to another island in Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is basically a children's game. Where you go to different islands and there's animals, anthropomorphic animals, and some of them are some of them are straight up smoke shows. Apple, I met Apple on this other island, and um, she's a pink cat, um, and I was chatting to her away. We we're chatting, we we're getting on brand new, and just one of the conversation things was like either goodbye or do you want to move to my island? So I'm like, well, all right, I don't want to say goodbye, you know. I said, do you want to move? So she now she's moving into my fucking island, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what to do. I thought it was, I thought this would just be kind of like a, you know a holiday fling. And now she's fucking coming back to my island. Anyway, I was playing Animal Crossing. And um, I was sitting there. Um, and then I was looking up at the little thing. And it said, I had my license plate. And it's like, all right, 31 minutes. And everyone else, everyone else is staring. Everyone else is staring at their car being operated on like it's a fucking deli sandwich. And they haven't eaten in like 20 years, right? Like, oh, yeah, extra mayonnaise, you know. Staring at the, like, the little, seeing their car. And there's nothing you can do, you know. So I'm like, whatever. I trust, trust, trust the pros. I trust the pros. To have a look at all the tires and the axles and everything like that, right? So I was looking at it to 31 minutes. I literally, I was only doing a bit of weeding in Animal Crossing. And I looked up again and my, my thing wasn't on the board anymore, right? My name wasn't on the actual monitor saying my license plate and how many minutes left. So I went, <laughs> this is just how, this is just the level of, of convenience that I'm used to, right? I went over to the assistance desk and there was no one at the assistance desk. And I was like, where's some, I was like, hello, hello, is there anyone, I turned to a child, I immediately felt, I immediately feel like someone did a magic spell, and all of a sudden I'm a baby with long sleeves in my daddy's suit, right, and I'm there, and I'm like, hello, and I was like, my name's not on the board, and I'm like, I'm screaming this with my eyes, right, and then my name's not on the board, there's no one at the assistance desk, hello, where's my car, you know, someone else has my keys, so um, I went around to the main desk, and they're very clear, they're like, when you're called, go to the assistance desk, you know when you see those passive-aggressive, like, printed out, you know, 
clip art kind of signs. And they've been up there. For, it's been up there for a while. And there's maybe two saying the same thing. And, like, clearly they had to have been bothered enough to put the one sign up, right? And that must have been years of, like, you know, we should just fucking print a sign and say, over there is the assistance desk. And then for them to put up another one saying, the assistance desk is that way. Do you know what I mean? Then they clearly don't want to hear from me, you know. But I was like, look. I was like, hi, listen. Um, have you ever seen Meanwhile in Clongos? Listen, I, um, I my, num- my thing's not on the thing any anymore. And your man just kind of looked at me. You know, and I, you know, just looked at me being like, you child, you fairy, you know, um, and he said, right, look, when someone comes out, just ask them about the key of soul, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, fine, like I can, yeah, I should have done that, like I'm not, like I know that, and I wanted to say, and I seem to say with my eyes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid, right? I know that there's two desks, this is the one for having people in where they pay. And then they get back in their car. And there's the other one for when they're getting their car back. Right? I know, just, just so you know, I know the difference. But there wasn't anyone over there, I wanted to say, with my eyes. <coughs> so I went around to the other desk, right? And then someone came out. And it was clearly not for my car. They were going to grab someone else's attention. They were like, all right, 2006 Ford Focus. Like, they're shouting the name of the car. And then the owner comes over. 2006 Ford Focus. And I'm like, have you seen my Kia? Have you seen my Kia? Is Kia Soul? Kia's, and we're just saying words. Kia, Kia Soul? Do you have a Kia Soul? And he just looked at me like, We'll be out in two minutes, all right? Like, almost like, chill. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, like, there's a system here and you ruined it. And I wanted to be like, listen. I was like, all right, that's, I, I did say, all right, that's fine. That's fine. All right, that's fine. In two minutes. He's giving me a time as well, you know. And I'm literally counting, like, deep, deep, like, counting down, like, countdown in my head. And if it's not two minutes again, I'm going to freak. I'm going to panic. But for now, I have two minutes. I'm not going to freak, right? This is just when you're in a situation with actual adults and I don't know how to handle it. So then, but I wanted to say as well, look. I want you to redirect your frustration with my ineptitude here towards the person at the front desk who I wasn't supposed to speak to in the first place, who told me to come around here and stop you in your tracks and, and do that, right? He was the man, not the woman, okay? There was a woman there, it was the man. So if you need to focus your, your anger at someone, focus it at the man at the front desk. But I didn't say that. I just kind of winked at him uh, aggressively. So then the Kia Soul came out, and then he was like, um, <laughs> and, then, and he hands me, I don't know, I've never been to, I don't know what about NCT, right? So he hands me the thing, and he's like, right, you've two tires that are kind of a bit, the threads are a bit thin. I'm like, oh, you know what, you fucking langer, don't like one. And he goes, <laughs> you know, I thought they were made of leather, not fucking twine, right? And he goes, um, and the bulb, um, leather, <laughs> made of rubber. I'm so glad I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't whip out that quip. My leather tires are, are a thread. He said, the threads are a bit thin, right? And the one of the bulbs in the in the thing is, is done and I was like oh great so you, and you took care of that and he goes what <laughs> what and I'm like you, no like you have to go <laughs> you have to go somewhere else <laughs> I'm not I am not a mechanic like he was like no you have to go to a mechanic and I thank god didn't say are what are the, what are you what, who are you fucking <laughs> who are you you know and I was like oh. I was like Jesus, you took care of that didn't you, you? no <laughs> you have to I don't know what I expected, but I, you know, I, I think I expected you go in, it's GTA, you have a smashed car, you're five stars, you go into the garage, you go, and you come out with a brand new car. I think that's kind of what I thought getting an NCT was. And he was like, no, you have to go to a mechanic. And I'm like, I, was like, I mean, I wanted to be like, daddy, do you have a mechanic for me? Can I hold your, can I pull on your coat and just tell me, you tell me what to do now? You know, he may as well have said you have a fucking xenomorph 
hanging off the the boot. You need to, you know, I don't know what to do with that. You know what I mean? I'll get Ripley in here in a mech suit to take it, get rid of it. I don't know what you expect me to do. Um, so I just devolved from then. I was already I was already a man going in there. Then I devolved into a baby wearing daddy suit with the long sleeves, and then I just devolved into an an actual sperm and just slithered out and got into my car and drove off. Um, but listen, speaking of things that are young and hot. Like myself. My thumb's pointing at myself right now. Can I tell you about this week's sponsor? The only sponsor there is. The Dubliner Irish Whiskey. It is a very exciting time for the Dubliner. It is a very exciting time. There is stuff kicking off in the Heart of the Liberties and the DLD Distillery because they have just launched a brand new ball. The Dubliner have been given a rebrand. And it is sexy. It is new. It is exactly in line with what they are, which is a cool, dynamic, disruptive distillery. D-D-D-D-D. A triple D is this the DLD. It is a very sexy bottle, and do you know what? I got wind. I'm privy to some of the kind of uh, the, the memos from some of these Scotch companies. You know the ones that taste like fucking Bordemona, rotten whiskies. Apparently, they are shaking in their. You can hear the their in their whiskey glasses. If you go on a Zoom right now with some of those old Scotch companies, all you hear is and the sound of monocles smashing on the floor. Oh no! What are we gonna do? So I tell you, you need to check out this new ball. I'm going to be showing it off on my sosh. But also, go on at Dubliner Whiskey and check them out on Instagram. Give them a follow. Um, and there's going to be a competition as well in a couple of weeks on my Instagram where you can win a new ball um, and some sexy little goodies. So um, thank you again, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, the DLD.com. Do get on there. Do get 10% off by using this, the code Secret Eater. And get yourself one of these new sexy balls. I'm telling you, they are young, hot, and sexy is the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. And they're Bujail Nua. See, I'm dropping a bit of Irish in here because it is shocked in the Gaelge. And on this episode of the Tony Cantwell Shit Show, I'm going to be going through a bit of a Moonshore Ragnarok on Gale Talk stories. I've never been. I despise the place because they took all my ladies from me. <laughs> but we'll get on to that later on. Uh, and also, I'm going to be telling you about some very interesting Irish words that you can slip into conversation that have no English equivalent. And you can be like, look, there's no, there's no I suppose, barely equivalent. But what we would say is, and all that good stuff. So listen up. Listen loud. I don't don't know how to get out of this. This is Tony Cantwell's shit show. Ah, lovely stuff there. Yes, here we are. Yes, guys, we're here. It's shocked in the Gaelic, guys. Diagwed, dias morgwed. Imagine some of you are like, "Hello, hi, how are you? Hi, and Mary, are you? What? God be with you. God and Mary be with you. That's what diagwed means. That's what our, that's what we say. Diagwed, dias morgwed. God and Mary be with. You. That's like saying. I'm the Terminator. Oh, I'm Robocop, but I have a I have a steel chin, so you can't shoot my chin. <laughs> that's what. That's what. This one upmanship. Dia Smurgwit. Dia is Murra is Robocop Augustin fucking Terminator. Quit. That's what you get. That's what you quit. Um, look, it's shocking the Gaelga. I'm something of a Gaelgor myself. No, I'm not. I can't even fucking do two days of Duolingo on the trot. But it's one of those fantasies, like living in New York with Monica. You know. And 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 Rachel, um, you know, uh, finding a way to terraform uh, Mars and escape from it, like Matt Damon, you know, like all these kind of things. That I think someday I'm gone, do that, but you know, 
similarly, speaking Irish is, is one of those things. So, look, I would like to introduce more, and I think the best way to do it is just dropping the odd bit of vocab, right? Just dropping the odd bit of vocab into casual conversation. And also, I want to thank as well, sorry, before I go on, or just before I forget, Mr. Ben Clifford, associate producer for this pod. Ben sent me a fine list of new kind of... Um, of kind of lovely words, Irish words, that there's no real English equivalent for that you can drop into casual conversation. And how superior are you going to feel by saying, well, no real English equivalent. There's barely an English equivalent for that you can't, right? There's barely an English equivalent. This is all Irish. Um, you know, because I've seen people who have said, oh, Makara. You know, people call me, people call me Makara. People say, oh, McCree. Oh, she's McCree, you know? Conor McGregor's got a daughter named Cree, you know? Fucking, what's, what's next? There's a son called Skrull. <laughs> There's another one, fucking Thanos. Uh, ah, no, he kicked the shit out of me. Please don't kick the shit out of me. Um, but, um, so, in seeing other people do that, I always feel, I, say, I see someone drop a bit of Irish, ah, Cowell Nabanya, or whatever, and I'm like, wow, that's sexy. I just find it very cool. So, I'm going to try and do more of that, especially in the next couple of weeks for Shocking the Gale Guy. I did say Budgel New earlier. Remember that I said that? as New Bottle. Um, so Ben sent me a list here uh, of a couple of words. Um, there was 25, so I'm not going to do... I'm always shouting. Hang on, calm down. There's fucking coffee going right through me. Um, so here's a couple of words from Mental Floss, and then I'm going to give you some that I myself have coined um, in, in in just a bit. So here, why don't we start saying this? Ragara. Right? R-A-G-A-I-R-E. Ragara. So ragaract is an Irish word for late night wandering or for sitting up talking into the early hours. Hey. And a ragara is someone who enjoys precisely that. Are we not all a fucking shower of ragara? A ragari, you know? Or is it someone who maybe is burning the ear off you, you know? Somewhat of a kind of, somewhat of a punisher, you know? Oh, I got stuck chatting to some fucking ragara last night. He told me he survived the Miami show band massacre. <laughs> Chap was my age. He taught chatting shite, right? Some fucking ragara last night. Or, you know... Sitting by the campfire, aren't we a fine bunch of raggery, eh? Rabble rousing raggery. Chatting shite until, the all, until all hours. One of my favourite things to do is uh, to be a practising raggera. So that's certainly one I'm going to drop into conversation. Here's another one. Um, plubberocked. 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 Um, P-L-O-B-A-I-O-R-E-A-C-H-T. So this is when you're crying and trying to speak at the same time. But you can't make yourself clear. That's um, plobberocked. So you could be like, um, uh, he was trying to explain the ending of Ghost, but you, you got a bit of plobberocked, you know. And then on Jim Mel, he started playing. <laughs> Patrick Swayze says, Patrick Swayze says, Molly, the love inside, you take it with you and he walks away. You know, that would be you explaining the ending of, of Ghost and being overcome. Uh, with a bit of plubberock. I actually did rewatch that just to get that line again, and fucking, I was blubbering like a big child. I was, I actually would, had Terry walked in, um, be overcome with a with a bit of plubberock. So blah 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 blah. That's the easy way to remember because you're blubbering like a big child. Um, another one here, bailushta, bailushta, b e fada a l a fada i s t e, bailushta. This is a drink or a toast used to seal a deal. So you could be like um, some, um, what was that transatlantic trade thing that they were trying to start that was all over the internet to stop? Was it TTP? Transatlantic trade plan? Was that it? The one that it was all over? I don't even know if it went ahead. I think they renamed it something else and they were trying to shut it down. But it was this whole like, you know, America would have some sort of authority with, 
I don't know, it was a big corporate thing. I don't even remember, but I was very annoyed about it at the time. Similarly, I think I said this at the time. I don't know if you know the band Purity Ring, right? But I remember for like, for like, for like three months, I would have killed someone to see Purity Ring live, the band. They had that song, Come a little closer and fall. My little arms around you. You know that? Anyway, you probably never heard of it, right? But it was probably three months when I was a little trendy 2012 Londoner, and I was like, oh, I fucking love to see Purity Ring. I'd do anything to see Purity Ring. You know, and now I fucking haven't listened to him in like eight years. You know what I mean? Just think about things now. The things that you would, any trends now that you would pay like 500 quid if you could get it for a ticket for. It's not, it doesn't last. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit of wisdom there. <laughs> about 10 years ago. I like that band. I haven't really listened to them since. It's a great album, though. I listened to it last week. Anyway, so this could be maybe used for like some sort of like a TTP agreement, you know. Sounds good, Antishik. Now let's celebrate the building of this new Abu Dhabi super hotel atop Bewley's with a Bielishta, as you patties might put it. Clink. Now let us seal the deal with a fine Bialishta. Um so that's one that you could that, that you could do. So those were the ones that I was particularly fond of. So reminder, Ragra, someone who loves just fucking chanting shite into the late hours. I'm gonna use it I use it as a negative here, but I think it's quite a positive one. Um Plobricht. When you're overcome with emotion, you're so you're crying, you can't even you're not even clear about what you're saying. Uh, and Bailishta, a drink or a toast to seal the deal. Now in the same vein I think, why wait for some fucking highfalutin Gaelgore to figure out that fucking taxi in Irish is taxi and ramps are fucking rampy, right? This is our language. This is our native language. And we are entitled to add to it as we see fit. So here are some words and phrases that I've come up with. So if you're chatting to some American or anything like that, you can be like, hey, there's no real Irish equivalent for it, but these, you know. Uh, for this word, but it's kind of like, okay, so here's what I came up with. I'm very proud of this one, right? Uh, this is kind of like a term, right? There's no real English equivalent for it, right? Kora kore. Kora kore, right? So this is kind of, this is a uh, kind of, there's no real English word for it, but it's kind of like that part of the night when the buzz is just dissipating and the cheesy tunes have all been used up and you're just kind of like, you're just really just getting nothing from the chat anymore. You're like, uh, you know. So you might say in a sentence, you know, uh, the night got a bit kora about 5 a.m. So I actually ended up not calling it quits until 8 a.m. But just I'll tell you where the caliber chat was. It got a bit kora at about 5 a.m., right? And this is actually, I didn't have to mess this up. This is just a literal translation. would be flat chat in Irish. C-O-M-H-R-A fada. C-O-M-H-R-E fada I-D-H. Kora right? So you know when someone's ta- talking to you and they're like, like, you've already had the chat about how amazing Gene Wilder is in Willy Wonka. Do you know what I mean? And they bring it up again. And you're like, oh, you know, you're trying to capture that excitement, that spark that you had, you know, at 2 o'clock when you first started talking about Willy Wonka, you know? And, you know, they bring it up again and your hands is in your pocket and you're like, can I, how do I figure out about, how do I order a free now from my pocket? Do you know what I mean? How do I order that now while maintaining eye contact? That would be when the night had gone a bit kora-kore, right? Um, so that's one. I'm proud of that. I came up with that. Uh, here's another one I came up with, right? Skiantus, right? So you'd kind of get a, a feeling of skiantus, right? Uh, you know, bit. So this is skiantus means uh, it's it's the feeling of confusion you get from finding out that your wife has already seen a film that you haven't, even though 
like how you fucking spend every fucking waking minute, minute together. Do you know what I mean? When did you see that? That would be a sense of skiing to What? You watched an entire season of what, you know? So you'd be like this, using the sentence to be like, the skiing test knocked the shit out of me last night. I couldn't figure out when she saw Tenet. You know, it's a fairly recent film. Fucking skiing test, man. You know, that confusion being like, have I fucking, ju- have I jumped through a fucking time loop or something? You know what I mean? Um, now, I had to kind of abridge a bit of um, some words here. This is a mixture. This, the literal translation of skiing test would be coming from skanonientus, right? Which would be film surprise. So that's what I've, Skiing test, I thought it, you know, flows better. I wish we did more of that like the French do, you know? You have le, uh, you know, le, I don't know, le, le oof would become loof, you know? Um, here's another one. This one would be very on brand for me, right? This is a sanche machine, right? Sanche machine. And you kind of use it being like, we go full fucking sanche machine, right? Sanche machine is when you order a large amount of food from an app or a machine, um, and it, you know, that you would never actually order if you had to say it to another human being, you know what I mean? So you might order one order to a human being at the actual, at the, at the, you know, to the cashier or whatever, you know, but if there was like a place you could order on a big iPad, you'd probably order like fucking double that amount because you didn't have to confront a human. So that would be more ordering from an app and ordering more would be Sanch machine, right? And that literally translates as machine greed, right? <laughs> so you'd be like, guys... About a bit of a week, we just go fucking full Sanch machine, will we? Mosh it a fucking holiday more like Sanch machine, will we just fucking go for it, guys? Order like two burgers each. You know, that would be an example of that, would be Sanch machine, right? So again, feel free to drop these in. Here's another one, right? This one's, um, this one's, uh, Bankos, right? So it was just, it was just a bit, it was just a bit of Bankos, right? Um, this is kind of, um, Bankos basically comes from when you're, to kind of describe it, there's no real English equivalent for it, but it's kind of like when you're on a dart, for example, and like you're bored, so you're kind of looking for a bit of chase. So you put your foot near the seat, but not on the seat, so that the old woman next to you, you know, might kick off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, you're standing next to a woman, and like you know, she's just waiting for you to put the, your foot on the seat, and she's gonna kick off if you do. So you're just kind of like putting your foot near the seat, and kind of like you know, on the ver- it's basically on the verge of getting a bit of chase. You know. And it comes from the little translation of ban, cuss, foot woman, right? Ban, woman's, uh, cuss is foot, and ban is um, is a woman. So, you know, you'd be like, ah, fuck's sake, lads, it was just a bit of fucking ban, cuss. Just a bit of ban, cuss got away from us, you know what I mean? I didn't actually put my foot on the seat, you know? I was just bored and looking for a bit of chase. So, so those are mine that I made up. So, you're there in the middle of the night, uh, chats, mm, a bit co rock hooray for me. I'm actually just going to call it uh, a free now, you know? Um, and then skiing this where your wife's like, you know, um, oh yeah, I've actually seen all the good wife. What? When? What? Like I'm overcome with skiing this, right? Um, Sanch machine being like, look, when the McDonald's breakfast, they had a kiosk instead of a person. I went fucking full Sanch machine and paying for it now. Uh, and then Bancos is just like, you know. Ah, fuck's sake, man. It's just a bit of bankers. They didn't actually do it. You know what I mean? Just a bit of fucking... You know. um, now, also, you know the way you have these kind of like may the road rise to meet you and all these kind of old, old Irish proverbs and basically you can say that in Irish and they say, oh, it's an old Irish saying. It goes like this and it sounds magical and then you tell the translation and you're like, ah, and it can be anything and you're like, that's amazing, right? So here's one I came up with. Um, da mar far on madrashin don mar for a bayajan. 
which means if that dog was a man, he'd be a murderer, right? And this is reserved for like, you know, and you kind of say, like, ah, well, as they say, you know, don't mar fire on madrashin, don't mar for a bed on. You know, this is when a dog, because there are dogs that will actually go for a child. There are dogs that will go for a child. And people are like, oh, well, you're all right. Oh, she just doesn't get on well with kids. I mean, like, she's wanting to, she wants to kill your fucking kid, right? And you just, and you'd like, if that dog was a man, he'd be a murderer. What would we do now? You know, like, people, dogs, dogs get away. I've talked about this previously. People who don't watch Frasier anymore because he's a Republican, yet their dog would murder a child, you know, willingly. And they're like, oh, well. Um, <laughs> so that's just reserved for that kind of like, get a, get a, get a, get a, get a bit of sense on yourself, you know what I mean? Or put some manners on that dog. Don't mar for him, madrashin. Don't mar for him, bayajan. Doon mar, sorry, doon mar for on bayajan. Um, I can put all these up so you can read the actual translation. This is also one, this is a great one, I think. This is one I came up with, right? And it just, it flows really well. Um, this is for when you're eating something that's fucking so delicious. It blows you away, right? So you just, you bet something is delicious, right? Nias blaster, nor fein in the heron. Nias blaster, nor fein in the heron. Tastier than the pussy of Ireland, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, that. Can I just say that chicken was Nias blaster, nor fein in the heron, boy? That was tastier. Oh, he, my friend, he said, um, <laughs> you ever to translate for your friend when he speaks Irish? Oh, my friend was just saying that, um, uh, uh, Nafina, was it? Nafina, 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 Nafina. My friend was just saying that that meal was tastier than the pussy of Ireland. Um, he's somewhat of a, he's somewhat of a master, master Liamach, a lickout master. <laughs> he's somewhat of a master Liamach, right? This fella. Look, I know that's so crude, right? But does that not just flow really? Nias blaster and a fine and a heron. Nias blaster and a fine and a heron. Tell you that fucking meal. <laughs> um, I think that's great. All right, look, just throw in a few here. Uh, throw in a few. These are just some of my uh, traditional catchphrases. Uh, Oskelga. And again, you just say it, Oskelga. And you're like, it's not real. I have an Irish saying, a real English equivalent for it, but. Ni café le madramarchen. You know? You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Ni café, café, féa, féa, ni café, le madramarchen. Oh, God, I'm someone. Hey, hey, I know you got your Fania Ergids and your Fania Ors. How about a Fania fucking shit brown? That's what I need. Shit brown Fania. That's the little ring that you wear to show that you're somewhat of a Gale Gore yourself. Um, here's another one. See if you can get, guess what this was. A focus of! Oh! A focus of! It's fucking raw. Um, fuck on the bud. Fuck on the bud. There's another one there. What do you think of that? Fuck the boats. Um, and here's another one that actually was in the mental floss. Apparently, clangor has an Irish equivalent. It's cloigernach. So it literally means clattering. Like the sound of, you know, uh, something heavy falling uh, on, on metal. Cloigernach. Uh, oh, that was a fucking, I tell you. Did you listen to Tony's Shocked in the Gale podcast? A few fucking cloigernachs in there. <laughs> fucking cloigernachs in there. Ah, uh, you're still somewhat of a. Mosh dear Liamach, that lad. Um, really, I actually thought it was uh, Nias Blossom of Finding the Heron. 
the podcast anyway. Um, so that is my new Irish vocab that you can slide into your casual conversation. Um, but what I also asked of you, as you know, I have never been to the Gale Talk myself. Me and my friends were very jealous of people who went to the Gale Talk. Not that we ever wanted to go. It's not like we, got, we were jealous, but we were very jealous of the fact that you, you put in all the fucking grunt work trying to, you know, friend befriend a lady right you're getting on brand new it's going really well for the start of the summer then she fuck offs to fucking Aranmore Island in Donegal and then comes back a grown woman who isn't into interested in your fucking pyromancy of your you setting stuff on fire anymore you know your wizardry of literally lighting a page three woman on fire in front of her to brand browser do you know what I mean that this no longer works you feeding chicken to pigeons and saying it isn't that cannibalistic, no longer is impressive to this woman because she's met a fine Dunanyal boy, some fall, fine Donegal boy, and pining over him and counting down the fucking days where she can meet up with him again at Stevens Green for the reunion, right? So me and my friends didn't like the Gale Talk. We didn't like Aaron Moore. We even did draft up plans one time. I've already mentioned it on the podcast and how we were going to set electric charges, get some, rent some scuba gear, set some electric chargers around the base of the entire Aaron Moore Island and then just... Let it off. Not that we didn't want to kill anyone. No one would die. No one would die. But it just might drift away. It just might go. Just go. Me, John Lithgow, and fucking Harry and the Hendersons. Just go. You stupid island. Um. So I never went to the Gale Talk. I should have went, right? I should have went. It took me until the age of 25 to actually just meet other lads who were not exactly like me. I mean, I had the best friends, but they're very like me. And we had our own world, and we didn't veer outside of our world. And I'm grateful for the time that we had, and the shed, and the musicals that we wrote, and the things that we smoked. But uh, just meeting other lads who just played sports and weren't dickheads would have been revolutionary for me. Um, and, you know, and I think going to the Gale Talk and meeting new people would have made the world a difference. So I did ask of you, if you could send me your... I'm assuming it's wild, right? I've never been, but I'm assuming it's wild because one of my friends once came back from there and he said he scored a hundred... He met a hundred girls. One hundred girls. And he said, the fucking Century Club, you want to be in the Century Club. You want to be in the Century Club, he said. And I'm like, that... Who is me? Like, that sounds... Like, I mean, that is just deplorable now. I mean, even you watch TV now and you're like, I can't believe there's people standing that close to each other. The idea of meeting 100 girls in one night, like fucking, what would you call it? Patient fucking zero going around uh, the Kaylee. Um, like, if you're fucking meet 76, you know, in an hour or like even in, well, how long is it? How long is it? Is that every minute? Is that every minute of a three hour Kaylee? Anyway. No, I mean, obviously, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm not doing them. I'm, I'm not I'm not into me mathematica or whatever it is. Maths. Anyway, I asked for your stories. I also asked for uh, a nice Irish words. If you had any nice Irish words, um, no one sent me anything apart from Jess on Instagram, who said, I also never graced the Gale Talk. However, please uh, mention how glorious the Irish for giant squid is. It's Waher Schluagmore, which basically means a uh, big suck mother. Anthony Riley, you sure are one fucking Marshley Moore, man, saying that to me. Fucking suck, mother. So we got a nice, uh, a couple of nice stories here. I'm going to read you some. Uh, there's, of course, because there's fucking boys going off uh, on Hollybops together. There are some absolutely deplorable ones in here as well, uh, which I'm going to I'm gonna skim over or give you a bit of a trigger warning and skim over. Anyway, here we go. Um, where we start? Um... 
Here, what this is a great one. This was from Squid Phillips. Squid Phillips sent me this on Instagram. Thank you very much, Squid. Um, I'm assuming this is the name of the Gale Talk. Pagan Lettermore. Pa- Pagan Lettermore, circa 2009. Um, sir, do you know what the Gale Talk is? People who maybe aren't familiar with the Gale Talk. The Gale Talk, there's a Gale Talk region in Ireland where everyone speaks Irish. And there are summer camps where people go. They learn Irish, Irish college. And the main thing is you, you go with Frigid, you come back a man, right? Um, or it's just kind of nice. Just fucking actually meeting other people your age, speaking Irish, getting up to all sort of hijinks, translating fucking, I don't know, um, some whatever the most contemporary song is into Oskielga and coming back and, you know, a happy man, right? Or a happy woman. Right, you're just gonna go, but the whole thing is you're not allowed to speak English. You stay in a house that has a ban on tea or a fire on tea, which is someone who basically looks over the whole, um, looks after the, you know, the lady of the house. So basically, just like you're staying with a big mammy or a, or, a, or a lad. I think I don't know. And you also have kinneras who are kind of, who are kind of the, the Gestapo, right, of um, of the Gale talked in that um, they're kind of like you. They're kind of contemporaries, but they also have to enforce the rules and make sure you don't speak any English. Uh, from what I understand, again, I've never been. So I got to hear this one from Squid Phillips, right? Pegan later more, circa 2009. Some mad old woman called Fanula stopped to give us a lift to the sports hall one day. We were all walking down from the ban on tea's gaff. was about nine of us. And she said, fuck it, pile in. She was driving a little punto. So there was children sticking out of every orifice. We were, picked in, we were packed into this clown car and she put on some CD of herself playing tin whistle music really fast and drove like, fuck. <laughs> Being children, we kept at her to do a few donuts, which she kindly obliged in the car park at the sports hall. We fell out of the car. One lad got sick and the rest of us were laughing. Sadly for Fanula, the head Gale Talk man saw the donuts and fired her, assumedly for endangering the lives uh, of children. We didn't even know she was a teacher. <laughs> oh, that's great, Squid. Thank you very much for that. All right, here's another one. This is from Andy. What's the crack, fellow art school reach past people? What's the fucking crack, Andy? Now I'm paying attention. I like you. Um, we went to Aaron Moore. This was the one that kind of the lads in Marino might go to Aaron Moore. This is the one that I that I hated. That I wanted to drift off into the ocean. This is me speaking, not Andy. Um, we went to Aaron Moore when I was in Fortier, sharing a house with 11 other lads. Chuck, Mary, Sammy. Woman was a weapon. Made a shower road with five minutes slots each. You'd be surprised when a 16-year-old can get... Or you'd be surprised what a 16-year-old can get done in five minutes. She kept the immersion switch outside the bathroom and even turned it off on me because I went over my slot uh, and dinner was on the table. Shampoo dripping down my back didn't matter. It was time for spuds. The lads became very efficient and we adopted, we adopted the leave-it-running approach. Bathroom door would open. We'd sprint down the hall in a towel, straight in, no kissing. She caught on to us one day when one of the lads from Tala shouts across the house in his big Dublin accent, Leave a runner. She heard it and flipped the lid and gave us in a big Donegal, No! No! Leave a running! <laughs> no! No! Leave a running! Eight years on, me and the lads still crack up with that one-liner whenever we get the chance. No! Curly whirling, No! Leave a running! <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Leave a running! That's great. Uh, all right, this one's from Dan. I worked as an Arge Kinnera. That means probably a high, higher Kinnera for two summers in an Irish college that sure remained nameless. A mate of mine who was working uh, had an absolute nightmare of a group to look after. The main perpetrator who we referred to was Jerry. Um, Jerry was a bit mental. One of the nights back in the house, he decided to crush up some Panadol, snort it, and proceeded to chase the cattle that were in the next field in the nip. <laughs> he was in the nip, and the cattle were in the nip, presumably. The next day, my friend, of course, had to tell the college, Jerry branded him a rah and essentially wanted to end him. 
I asked Jerry what I thought my friend one day and he just looked at me dead in the eye and mimed slitting his throat. <laughs> I've never been more scared of a 14-year-old in my life. Thankfully, point-blank refusal to speak any Irish and other antics got him sent home within a day or two of that. Oh, that was brilliant. All right, here's another one. This one asked to remain anonymous. Thought I was the man after shifting the Ballantese daughter in the indoor bowl alley. Found after uh, that she was after shif- shifting at least four other lads in the house. She had some swagger for a 13-year-old in 1998. Her dad copped on to the fact that she was a bit, shall we say, liberal. And he stood up at the dinner table that night and asked us politely to please stop shifting his daughter. <laughs> I can imagine as a dad it wouldn't be great knowing your shifty daughter was messing around with five or six horn-ravaged mid-pubescent young fellas under your roof. There was no happier man in Ireland when our three weeks were up and she ended up on the Rose of Tralee, so I guess things turned around. That was brilliant. Whoever you are. <laughs> Whoever you are. Can you please stop shifting my daughter? <laughs> um, oh, this is a great one, right? Uh, Aoife Lynch on Instagram. Went to the Gale Talk in Donegal and a girl accused another of robbing her last Freddo that she walked four hours to the closest shop to buy. And the girl was in so much denial that she stormed out, said she was going to jump off a cliff and we found her in the Ballantese garden eating the Freddo an hour later. <laughs> what? I'm going to fucking die. I'm fucking throwing myself. <laughs> eating a little Freddo. That's so funny. That is so funny. Um, thank you very much for that one, Aoife. Max. Max sent this one in. Thank you very much, Max. After a week in Irish college, I was very homesick. I got to make a call to my mum and became very upset speaking to her and the rest of my family. When I returned to where my mates are, it was clear that I'd been crying. They asked what was wrong. I was so ashamed of myself for crying that I made up an excuse that my dog had died. <laughs> it seemed like something that was appropriate to cry over and not as bad as saying a family member had died. He didn't die at all. He's still alive and well. So for the remaining weeks in Irish college, I had to try and come up with a reason. <laughs> My dog miraculously came back to life. <laughs> I was unsuccessful in this attempt and to, uh, to try and save face and got destroyed when they found out. Fucking Cujo, fucking Pet cemetery. Vol- oh my God, it's a miracle. And imagine this lie just gets away from you and you're bringing the dog on tour. And you're like, I will kill, I will, look, I'll prove it. I'll kill him right now. I'll kill this dog right now. And little, and little Max uh, will come back to life. Oh, that's gas. Um, here's a cute one. Um, while at Litter Marlin, sorry, Connor sent me this in. Thank you very much, Connor. While at Litter Marlin, I discovered the hilarious prank of using a Lorcazade sports suction cup to pretend to sneeze on the back of people's necks. I tried it a few times on fellow students to raucous laughter, laws all round. And then I tried it on a girl I liked during one of the Irish classes. She didn't find it as funny and actually ran out of the classroom crying. I was later called into the room to apologise to her face in my piss-poor broken Irish, and I didn't know how to say it was just a joke. So all I could say is I thought it was funny. Grandma. (laughs) That's funny. I'm so sorry. It's funny. I'm so sorry. Like, the face. I'm so sorry. It's just funny. Needless to say, I never got the shift off her, and all her friends then hated me and ignored me for the rest of the course. I'm so sorry, Connor. I'm sorry. It's just funny. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Deco sent this one in. Deco. We were in Klosh to Ushka. Ishka, sorry, uh, up in Mayo, and we had a rivalry with another Kalashta down the road. Every evening, the bus would pass by this Kalashta, and we'd be all giving it the large, he says here. I love that term, giving it the large out the windows of the bus. One day, we were driving past, and I had the bags down, ready to get my cheeks up against the window to give him a good old, a good old school moon. But the driver of the bus jammed on the brake, got up, and started marching down the bus. I thought he'd seen me, and I was on the next train back to Dublin, but he'd actually went to the lad behind me, who was giving the lads the finger and the wank gesture. 
and the driver told him to get off and apologise. So he got off the bus and walked over with his tail between his legs. When he got back on, we asked him, "What? well, what happened? Did you say sorry? He said, no. I told him I'd batter every last one of them. <laughs> I told him I'd batter every last one of them and told them all to fuck off. <laughs> you get off there and apologise. What? Fuck you. I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, my God. Like, he's wanking. Everyone wanking. I tell you, Kalosh to fucking Ishka. Probably look at the bad boys of Mayo. Um, That's brilliant. Um, Okay, here's one from Emma. I went to a Gale talk for a year for six class. Loads of posh kids away from home at uh, 11 to 12. is a weird age where you think you're a teenager, but you're still a kid. About two-thirds into the year, loads of us started trying out a Ouija board. Uh, and those bloody bloody Mary mirror things where you chant in the mirror and you're meant to see blood coming out of your eyes or light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, fucking, I know it deep. I, I remember even pausing the craft, hanging out with a bunch of people, and we tried it for like three hours, tried to do light as a feather, stiff as a board. Um, anyway, one girl fainted and said that she saw the Virgin Mary. Another claimed her legs, her legs stopped working one day. And she just sat in a chair for 20 minutes being like, my legs don't work. Anyway, we had an assembly where the principal was like, no messing with with black magic. Tis Don Shawrock. No, they ain't a shin. He was real intense about it, turning red. And we were all really scared. <laughs> Tis Don Shawrock, have you no fucking sense? Um, That's brilliant. Um, Here's another one from... um. This one is from Hugh. Um, Hugh says, Hey, Tony, I was in the Gale Talk when I was 16 and I was kissing this Southsider who I thought was unimaginably unimaginably glamorous because I'd never met anyone uh, who looked that wealthy before. When we kissed, she left a ring of fake tan around my mouth and at the Gale Talk reunion, essentially a component of the Gale Talk experience, we met up in Stevens Green. I remember seeing you all and wanting to bash you all. Um, this was at a time that mag- when magic mushrooms were legal. So you don't notice, but back even in the early 2000s, magic mushrooms were legal. Um, so, of course, me and my friend had loads of magic mushrooms while walking to the reunion. This is when you're 16. So we were very high. It started raining, and all the heavily applied makeup that my Southside Squeeze was wearing started melting and rolling off her face. I was highly disturbed and asked my friend to take me home. <laughs> Give us a big kiss. That's brilliant. Okay, what do we have here? Do we have any more? I tell you, I'm just going to go through the dirty ones, right? I have a lot of fucking piggity ones. Um, and I'm just I'm just going to go through them, all right? So trigger warning if you don't like piss, shit, pubes, um, any cum. No, I'm not even mentioning that one, all right? Uh, here's one. Here's a bit, It's a bit of a longer one. Tony Makara. See, this is, I love you already, whoever sent this. When in the Gale talked, there's a kinner in each house deemed the best at Irish and most responsible. More like biggest nerd, am I right? Nice one, legend, whoever you are. Um, so there's usually a night where the kinner, kinnery go and have a meal with the teachers and the rest of the students usually play a prank on their kinner. For the sake of the story, we'll call our kinner Barry. Being the juvenile boys we were, we thought it would be funny to poo in small zip, poo in small Ziploc bags and put them among Barry's belongings because poo is always funny. I mean, he's right there. And, to be honest, the courtesy of the Ziploc is, is fairly sound. Barry returned later that night and after finding a couple of bags of poo, stormed into our room, turned on the lights and furiously asked us who did this. We muffled our giggles and pretended to be asleep. <laughs> who the fuck shit in a bag? I put it in my bag. Barry was not satisfied. He ran out of the room, returned, wheeled in the two bags like poo maces and all five of us lads suddenly jumped up and assumed battle positions. 
Without warning, Barry decided to whack us like moles with the bags of poo until the inevitable happened. The bags split. Poo went everywhere. Now, bear in mind, Tony, this was the band. He was asleep upstairs. Anyway, we found this hilarious and erupted into a fit of laughter. It was only when laughter died uh, that we realised the smell. The smell of shite. Nice nod. Um... It was absolutely horrendous, and to make matters worse, one of the guys started vomiting. He couldn't handle the stench. And then, <laughs> then this made me get sick. Um, this made me get sick. Picture this now. 16 boys standing in our jocks and T-shirts, covered in poo, and standing in vomit. Really try and picture that for me. Very gross altogether. I fucking, I can see it, brother. Um, it was only then Barry, the most responsible of us all, realised the ban on tea was coming, and clearly heard the commotion. The intellect that he has, he met the ban on tea in the hall and informed her that one of the boys was unwell and had gotten sick on the floor, and he grabbed the mop and bucket from the ban on tea, and we all cleaned it up without a hitch. Great prank, even better execution, you dirty fuckers, you, you dirty fuckers. But I totally get why that's funny. All right, quick one. My friend licked toothpaste off another lad's balls for 20 euro. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully this was just in 2002 when that 20 was worth as much euro as it possibly could. Um, but I get it. Just toothpaste. And what if he liked it? You know? What, you mean I get to? Are you to... And, and you know what? I bet those I bet those fucking bollocks were Nias Blaston, the fiend in the harem by... Anyway, um, a guy took a shite in one of the urinals at the gate I went to. When it was discovered, nobody came forward. Cue a three-day inquisition into the origins of this shite! Like the bloody, like bloody Entreal Nuremberg. Nice Irish there. Poor bastard eventually broke under questioning and was sent home in disgrace. For the next week, his name was used as a substitute for the word shy. That is fucking brilliant. Imagine that. Imagine just getting... Did you, did you shit in the urinal? No. Why would I do that? You sweat. Why would I do that? Why would I shit in the urinal? It's perfectly good, Jack. Why? Because you thought it was funny. No, Neil. On green bar. On green bar. Anyway, last one here. Um... Uh, why am I going out with this one last? Okay, true story. Keep it anonymous, please. I will. A lad in our house got put in the principal's black book for being caught speaking English three times as punishment. He was forced to eat a sandwich filled with the pubes of every other lad in the house. And I didn't contribute because I had none. And, like, he properly had to eat the whole sandwich. You, you rotten! You rotten boys! You dirty boys! Um, and... And look, we'll leave it at that. Look, thank you very much. Thank you very much for submitting in your Moonshore Ragnarok Gale Talk stories. Hopefully this this retelling of stories of lads eating pubes has inspired you to speak more Irish in your life. Um, and I tell you, hopefully someday it'll be you and me, a couple of raggery chatting shite into the early order, into the early hours. Hang on, I'm going for something here. And hopefully the chat is not co-raw, co-ray. Um, and uh, it's it's ma. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this pod. If you would like to listen to more of this sort of shit, you can do so over on the Patreon. Or look, if you just enjoy this and you'd like to contribute to me making more of these and having the time to do so, please do so over on the Patreon for the equivalent of a pint a month, which you're not spending because you're not buying pints. You could give me one pint equivalent in terms of price. Um, six euro, including that. Um, and you could support this pod and have access to now almost 50 other episodes of the podcast that you haven't listened to yet so get over there listen give it a shot give it a shot for a month if you like um and you know whatever no keep supporting it but anyway uh thank you very much for listening to this anyway and thank you as always to the fine sponsor of this pod the dubliner irish whiskey do go on to at dubliner whiskey and check out their insta check out this new bottle and guys i have a lot of grow for you in machree and have a great shock in the gilga all the best bye-bye Tony Gale will shit show.
If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Plus.